Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. It's time for us to have our eyes checked. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We need to see more clearly to discern what Elohim is doing in these last days. Let's talk about it. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Washington State and the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And in case you didn't know, Red Pill Tour can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you are in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for us at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. So today, we want to talk about the Torah portion called Re'eh. This Hebrew word means to see, to look at, to notice, or to understand. The name Reuben is based in part on this word. We have the Ru in his name, or the Re'eh, which means to see or notice, and Ben, which is Hebrew for son. So Reuben's mother, Leah, wanted desperately for her husband, Yaakov, to love her. With the birth of her first child, it's as if she was saying to her husband, Yaakov, look or notice that I bore a son for you. In the context of the Torah reading, Re'eh is talking about the choice Yehovah presented to Israel. Blessings if they shema, hear and obey, the commandments of Elohim, or curses if they disregard his Torah, his instructions. Now, we want to discuss another application of the word re'eh. We believe there's a message to the church. In the past few podcasts, we've mentioned scriptures from Acts chapter 17. This is the story of Shaul, or Paul, introducing Elohim to the people of Athens, Greece, using the altar with an inscription that said, To the unknown God. Verse 30 says, In the past, Elohim overlooked such ignorance, but now he is commanding all people everywhere to turn to him from their sins. We believe that this scripture applies to the church today. In the past, regular Christian believers did not have ready access to ancient records in other languages like the Hebrew language, which was not even spoken conversationally for many hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. We had no earthly way to know that we were following religious traditions that were based in the practice that Elohim had forbidden. We also didn't really understand our history of persecuting the Jewish people and the anti-Hebrew attitudes that were the basis of much church doctrine. The fact that Elohim still had a remnant through these times and that he still speaks to a wide variety of people has made many believers too comfortable in what we're doing. I think we assume that because our fathers did things in their times And with good intentions, we can continue in the same ways with the blessing of Elohim. At Red Pill Torah, we believe that Elohim is exposing the past, the hidden past of the church, and using it to call believers from man's institutions to his instructions. It's time for the church to re'eh, or to see, Mm -hmm. what Yehovah is calling us to be in these last days. 
In Deuteronomy chapter 13, Moshe gave Israel a warning to not be fooled by prophets or miracles done by people who wanted to convert them to follow other gods. Reading from verse 1, it says, If a prophet or someone who gets messages while dreaming arises among you, and he gives you a sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder comes about as he predicted, when he said, Let's follow other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you are not to listen to what that prophet or dreamer says. For Yehovah, your Elohim, is testing you in order to find out whether you really do love Yehovah, your Elohim, with all your heart and being. You are to follow Yehovah, your Elohim, fear him, obey his mitzvot, listen to what he says, serve him, and cling to him. In verse 6, Moses told Israel to not even listen to their own brother, son, daughter, their spouse whom they love, or the best friend who secretly tries to entice them to serve other gods, which they haven't known. Verse 12 says that if the people in one of the cities that Elohim gave them are persuaded to worship another god, don't go along with them. In each case, the penalty for enticing Yehovah's people to another god is death. Mm. No wonder many Jewish believers testify that their families consider them dead for believing in Yeshua, the Messiah. Many of these believers have given up family, friends, community, status, and more for testimony of Yeshua. We know that they have gained much more than they lost, Amen. even though this is a sad occurrence. Amen. The reason why their stories relate to this Torah reading is, the church presents Yeshua as if he is a different God than the Elohim of the Bible. The Jewish people know that the covenants of Elohim are eternal mm -hmm. and that his Torah, his instructions are eternal. The church says that Jesus came to erase eternal instructions of Elohim, ushering in a new covenant that has nothing to do with Judah, the Jewish people. They hear that, they read Jeremiah 31, and dismiss Christians as Bible wackos. And they dismiss Jesus as another iteration of a sun god advocating worship on Sunday instead of the Sabbath. We have overwritten scriptures in the Brit Hadashah, the New Testament, scriptures that suggest that eating things Elohim said were not food for his people is now okay because of Jesus. Yep. In Deuteronomy 14, Moshe reiterates Yehovah's dietary instructions for his people. He lays out the clear, visible indications of what's okay to eat and what is not okay. Here's an analogy for our listeners to consider. Imagine that you're at a fine restaurant, let's say, looking over the menu. Your waiter comes up to take your order, and someone in a chef's outfit comes up as well. You find out that the person in the chef uniform is indeed the master chef of the restaurant and the owner of the restaurant, coming to thank you for dining and ensuring personal care in preparing your delicious meal. So now you make your order and the chef gets a concerned look the chef says to you I'm sorry but please don't order that it's no good it, it, it's not good for you please make another selection now would you refuse that chef's advice and persist to order what you originally wanted most sensible people would probably take the chef's warning to heart and choose something else well Jehovah made the animals each one is good for the purpose he made them to fill. Jehovah, the creator, is greater than any chef, mm -hmm. and he said not to eat certain animals. 
Why would common sense tell us to listen to the chef, but regarding doctrine, we would override the instructions of Elohim and use his son to do it, even though his son said he did not come to invalidate the law or the Torah, but to uphold it. What does that make the church look like to Jewish people and to others who understand Elohim's instructions? Mm. It looks like the church is introducing another God, small g. The rest of chapter 14 talks about the tithe. Some churches are okay with that, and some say that tithing is done away with. Here again, it's as if we have been blind to his instructions, even with them written on the pages of the Bible we read. Now it's time for all believers to re'eh, to see and notice what we have not seen. In Deuteronomy 15 and 16, Moshe reminds Israel about Elohim's calendar. He talks about the release that's supposed to happen every seventh year and the appointed times of Yehovah. Most churches don't know much about Yehovah's appointed times. Some don't seem to care. They replace his calendar with traditions, many of which are actually based on occult practices that Elohim forbade his people to be involved with. So, how does that make the church look to people who know and value Elohim's instructions? It reminds me of Joseph when Joseph revealed his true identity to his brothers. They did not re or see their brother Joseph when they stood before the prime minister of Egypt. They thought they were dealing with a heathen king or something. I can only imagine how the brothers felt when he said to them, I am Joseph. That one statement put everything that had happened over the past 22 years into perspective. The dream about the sheaves bowing to him and the sun, moon, and stars bowing and the special treatment from Yaakov, their father, was now crystal clear. In the same way, a day is coming when the Jewish people will re'eh, or see Yeshua, and the last 2,000 or so years will be put into crystal clear perspective. Zechariah 12, verses 9 through 10, describes that day. It says, When that day comes, I will seek to destroy all nations attacking Israel, and I will pour out on the house of David and on those living in Jerusalem a spirit of grace and prayer, and they will look to me whom they pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will be in bitterness on his behalf like the bitterness for a firstborn son. Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 26 through chapter 16 verse 17 is a call for Israel to see clearly, to see the choice set before them. It is also a call to believers in the Elohim of Israel to examine our ways and to get in line with his instructions. Mm -hmm. What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and keep following the traditions and beliefs that don't line up with the Torah? Or would you take the red pill, search the matter out thoroughly like the Bereans, and change whatever is not pleasing to our Elohim? Only you can answer that question. If you know the scriptures and you follow current events, you know that these are the last days. Mm -hmm. The revelation was written to believers living in this time, and it makes references multiple times to believers who have two characteristics. They obey the commandments of Elohim, and they have the testimony of Yeshua, the Messiah. These days, it seems that the Jewish people are trying to cover the commandments part, and the church is trying to cover the testimony of Jesus. In these last days, we need to re'eh, or see more clearly, 
and put both characteristics together. Amen. Do the Berean thing. Check the book of Revelation for instances when those characteristics are mentioned and get ready for a great red pill. Wow, Mama. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Feel free to listen to it again. Email it or text it to a friend. Start a conversation. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you you can can handle handle the truth. truth.